0: Welcome to Make the Grade with the success doctor, Stephen Green, where you'll discover actionable strategies to help your student to reach their academic goals, to excel at standardized testing, and to plan for the college admissions process painlessly. And now, here's your host, Dr. Stephen Green. Hey, everybody. Steve Green here.
1: Make the Grade podcast providing you with actions to accelerate you on your journey to success. Okay, listen, anybody, maybe tiny little bit struggling with their weight and their health. Really, really important. And I got to be honest with you, as I get older, it's more and more important. You, can, you cannot buy good health. It's something you have to invest in on yourself. And I am really lucky. I got a guest today, David Medansky. David has written a book entitled Break the Chains of Dieting. I think it's revolutionary. And I'm not gonna tell you I'm an expert in dieting, but I've read it. I was lucky to get a copy right from him. It's even autographed. If you're lucky, maybe you'll make friends with Dave and you can do that too. But uh, it's, I think his thinking is such common sense, but yet so powerful for a problem. It's an epidemic in our country. I don't care if you're 550 or 500. Uh, Being overweight, unfortunately, is a health risk. It makes you susceptible to all kinds of other issues and, and health challenges and things like this. So, I want to welcome David Medansky to the podcast. David, how are you?
0: I'm doing great, Steve. Thank you for, for having me as a guest today.
1: I'm ex- Listen, thank you for coming on.
0: Let me tell a little bit
1: about you. David is a non-practicing lawyer. He's also an international best-selling author and known as the overweight person's best friend. It's nice because he is also an anti-diet advocate. At 61, he was fat and told by a doctor he had a 95 chance of having a fatal heart attack. His doctor told him to find a new doctor because he did not believe David could lose weight and he didn't want him dying on his watch. It's a little, it's a little sad, <laughs> it's a little extreme. Uh, but during the next four months, he lost 50 pounds or about 25% of his body weight, probably from 250 to 200 to 150, if you're not good at math. And he learned how to reduce weight without going on a diet without counting calories, or without exercising. That sounds appealing (laughs) to the couch potatoes out there. He understands your frustrations if you ever failed to lose weight on a diet because he's tried every diet imaginable without success. And if you did lose weight on a diet, guess what? Couldn't keep it off, and it came back. One last thing. As a lawyer, he spent his career seeing both sides of the fence. Honest people, dishonest people. But when it comes to food and weight loss, sadly, there are more dishonest people Than those telling the truth. And that is unfortunate. So, Dave, welcome to the podcast. Um, What motivated you to write the book? uh, Clearly, you had your own personal journey, and I would be very interested in in what that was like for you. But the fact that you took that, and you had the courage and the ability and the talent to to write an excellent book, and and to help who knows how many people, listen, even if it helps one person, right? Um, But but tell us your story. How'd you go from I guess about to die person in the doctor's office to avid uh, weight control person to now best-selling author and health advocate.
0: Well, thank you, Steve. Uh, Yeah. In July of 2016, I went to the doctor for lab results and routine checkup. And he told me based on the lab results and being significantly overweight, I had a 95% chance for a fatal heart attack. And he had been after me for the previous eight years to lose weight. And I never did anything. At that point, he told me either you lose weight or you find a new doctor because you're not dying on my watch. So I said, Okay, do you have a program? Which he said he did. And at that time, it was HCG, which is a hormone from pregnant women. And what that hormone does is it tricks the body into burning fat instead of muscle because you're only on 550 calories per day for six weeks. Now, most people, if they lose weight, they restrict their caloric intake and that's the unhealthy way to do it. And if you lose weight without the HCG and you're not you know, getting enough calories, you're burning muscle instead of fat. That's the difference. Mm-hmm. I know six other people that lost weight that way, personally, you know, friends of mine, they all gained their weight back. I kept mine off because I changed my eating habits and lifestyle. Most people, when they lose the weight, they go back to their old eating habits and they gain the weight back. So I wrote my first book, Discover Your Thinner Self, which talks about my weight loss journey in an attempt to motivate and inspire other people. Uh, I knew I could write better and do better jobs. So I wrote the next book, If Not Now, When? Reduce Weight, Create a Healthy Lifestyle in 90 Days. And that was a, a very good book, and it helped a lot of people. And I met Dr. David Freeman, who's the author of Food Sanity. And Dr. Freeman uh, was kind enough to write a blurb for me for that book. Later on, I started collecting all these short stories with life lessons and fables and analogies. And I thought, wow, a lot of this could be applied to improving our eating habits and our lifestyle and to lose weight. So I reached out to Dr. Freeman and I said, hey, would you write the forward to a new book I'm thinking of writing? And he asked me, why do you wanna write another book, go through the time, effort and expense you know, to do that? I said, well, this is unique in that it provides lessons through fables and short stories and not short stories of other successes of other people, but with life lessons and how to apply that to everyday you know, eating habits and lifestyle. And so Dr. Freeman said, okay, sounds good. So that's why I wrote the third book, Break the Chains of Dieting, because the weight loss industry Uh, is a $71 billion a year industry. When I Mm. lost my weight five years ago, it was only $61 billion. Now, if it was effective and people were able to lose weight and keep it off, they would be out of business. So that's the problem of diets. They're temporary, they're extreme, they're hard to stick with, and a lot of them are potentially dangerous. Not only that, a lot of them require you to buy their products, their meal plans, Or enroll in their programs, which is very expensive for a lot of people. So, I've identified what I call the nine must have principles for healthy eating. And that's what I started with the book and, you know, Break the Chains of Dieting is to give that to people. And people who look at it will say, well, that's common sense. I know that. And I agree. That's kind of your whole point, right? We all know what to do. We just don't do it. And, you know, some of the principles, the first one is to drink more pure water. And mm-hmm. people aren't aware that our bodies are 60 to 70% water, not soda, diet soda, fruit juices, or fruit beverages. The problem, of also, drink water, by the way. There you go. <laughs> the problem today also is 75% of the US population is chronically dehydrated, which means Mm. they're not drinking enough water. Right, right. And 72% of the US adult population is overweight. So there's a direct correlation between not drinking enough water and being overweight. Mm. Uh, What happens is when you're thirsty, your body thinks it's hungry. So people tend to eat rather than drink more water. Interesting. The other thing is, think of it this way. Most people could survive going maybe 30, 40 days without food. However, most people are unable to survive three or four days without having water or some fluids to take for their bodies. Mm -hmm. So what's more important, the food or the water? Well, there you go.
1: Let me, let me ask you this. In your case, you had a, um, I don't really know what the correct way to express this is, but like like kind of a major uh, mea Mia Culpa kind of personal event that got you going, right?
0: It was a wake-up call. Yeah. Yeah.
1: All right, wake up call. Th- thank you. So you had a medical professional basically say to you, listen, take action or don't blame me if something bad happens. I mean, I'm putting words in in out of context slightly. For the for the average person who's like, eh, I don't feel bad. Yeah, yeah, I'm a little chunky or whatever, you know, kind way to say these things is. Um, h- how do you get them to take that step? Somebody maybe isn't quite as uh, extreme in the air in terms of their, the way they are kind of in the continuum of health, health, unhealthiness compared to where they ought to be. And they're, they're not, there's nothing that's really saying, oh, yeah, you're, you're like sick, sick. So they just let it go, let it go, let it go. And I, so many people are, are, I think, are falling into this trap. They don't feel bad they don't feel sick, but they're not healthy. So there's a difference between being very healthy and being not sick. And there's, this isn't really like you know a a discussion we need to get into that way, but I've had people on this podcast and that's what they are proponents of. But but what would you say that would try to get people motivated who maybe didn't have the same wake up call sort of event as you might have?
0: What I would tell them is ask them a simple question. Would you like to have more energy? Would you like to feel better? Would you like to look better? Have more vitality. Uh, most people say yes. Uh, would you like to improve your overall health? Most people mm. would say yes. Um, and don't think of yourself. Think of your spouse. Think of that's your good, kids. That's a, that's your grandkids. One. Right. Would you like to be more physically active with the kids or grandkids? Would you like to be able to participate in events rather than be a spectator and watch what everybody's doing? Mm. So there's little things that can motivate or inspire someone to take action to improve their daily eating habits and lifestyle, as long as they understand it, it takes time. It's not a quick fix. You didn't gain your weight all overnight. You're not gonna lose it all overnight. The problem today is you have the national brands advertising, you know, lose 16, 20, 30 pounds guaranteed in the first month. Well, you may lose the weight. However, it's not sustainable and most people regain it. What I advocate is, would you like to lose, you know, would you like to weigh 20, 30, 40 pounds lighter by this time next year? Mm. Most people say yes. Okay, well, if you lose two, three or four pounds per month on average, not per week, per month, most people can do that. And if you do that consistently for 12 consecutive months, by this time next year, you'll weigh 24 to 48 pounds lighter. The biggest regret most people have is not starting a year earlier. And the second biggest regret is not starting now. So that's the question. If you're not going to start now, when will you start?
1: Like like a lot of things. Is there one? Look, I think it's no big secret. Sugar, lots of sugar isn't great for you. Lots of fatty foods aren't so great for it. I don't think think anybody is going to debate either of them. But what's the one thing that you found maybe was the toughest thing to give up? If you did even give it up. Is there something that you just say, oh, I really wish I had a, I don't know, Twinkie or.
0: <laughs> well, no, I'm not Twinkie. Um, you know, the hardest thing for me that I gave up is uh, Hershey bars, M&Ms, uh, Pringles potato chips. I was addicted to that stuff. And yeah, what I yeah. learned in doing research is that those foods and many of the others are scientifically engineered to optimize our cravings for fat, salt, sugar, and texture. Mm. So when they say bet you can't eat just one as far as a potato chip. It's not a dare, it's a fact. And so the food companies are engineering the food because they want to increase their bottom lines. Um, they're providing what I call edible products, it's not even food. And I would love to have a Hershey bar, M&Ms, or Pringles potato chips. However, I treat myself like an alcoholic. Huh. You know, it, I know if an alcoholic starts with one drink, they won't be able to stop. I'm that way with certain foods. If I start, I'm not able to stop. So I just choose not to start. It's a choice. And that's what it comes down to is making decisions. Um, It's not a sacrifice. It's not um, depriving myself. It's just I'm choosing to make a healthy choice. And that's what I advocate in the book is you're you're making choices for yourself.
1: Well, exactly. right, And then there's obviously an element of self-discipline. Um, and I think there's an element of, of, uh, kind of long range and short range goal setting.
0: Well, but, the longer well, you do it, the easier it gets. And, yes. and th- you know, most people don't realize they think a habit is done in 21 days or 30 days. Cause that's what some of the books advocate and research shows. However, mm-hmm. more recent research shows it takes an average of 66 days to create a new habit. Wow. So and what, good what, what habits, are, habits are, yeah, good habits are hard to keep or establish and bad habits are hard to break.
1: So, you know, you know what I hear from people and, and uh, I could put this in a lot of context, but it, it's when you're in society at large, you're surrounded by temptations, right? So we, uh, one of my kids had a food sensitivity and it wasn't like he was going to get into a horrible anaphylaxis or something, but he had a little bit of reaction to it. And there were certain things you just couldn't eat. Well, unfortunately, they were chemicals that were commonly in food, mostly some preservatives and some colors. Now, you should, it's probably common sense. You don't really want to eat pink icing. But when you're, at, when you're 12 and you're at a birthday party and they bring out a cake. So I think there's an element of, hey, I'm out in the world. I'm out with my friends, I'm out with my peers. And they're all having chocolate sundae. So they're like, well, what's wrong with you? You don't like chocolate? or chocolate, depending on where you come from. <laughs> um, and then you got the peer pressure piece, maybe a little bit. So how important is it to you? And do you play any role? It's a two-part question. How important is you, David, uh, to uh, maybe give people a mechanism to sort of stay strong when temptation is around them? And do you play any role in this personally? Like, do you coach people? Do you mentor people personally? Or right now, is it limited to them having access to your book?
0: Oh, no, I, I do coach people. Um, okay. However, there's a couple lines that I, I teach people and it's in the book. One okay. of them is more for you. If someone offers you something, you choose not to have it or looks better on you than me. <laughs> or better in the trash than on my ass. The other thing is like that. Say it one again.
1: I like I want to get that one.
0: <laughs> better in the trash than on my ass. Okay. <laughs> or it looks so better much. on you than me. <laughs> uh, you know, more for you. Uh, there's a, a chapter that I call it the cheeseburger, wedding cake, and um, wine, and what the three have in common. And it's based on what I learned from Darren Hardy. So I like to give credit for the people that inspire me. And to keep it short, you're at a barbecue and the host is making a delicious cheeseburger with your favorite cheese, you know, the best beef, um, s- special buns, all your favorite condiments, and they offer you one. And you're on a restricted diet. What do you do? Well, most people would say, okay, I'll give in to temptation habits. However, only
1: one can't hurt. And no, I've been good the last three weeks. I deserve, however,
0: you're a vegetarian, you don't eat beef. Mm -hmm. So that's an easy decision. It's not that you won't, you don't. The other thing is same barbecue, same host offers you a glass of wine. It's your favorite wine. What do you do? You're also pregnant. Now, most hmm. pregnant women know they're not that's supposed that's to drink true. alcohol. That's,
1: that's for sure.
0: So, that's not that I won't drink, I don't drink. And then the wedding cake, it's a special international renowned baker who makes this cake, and everybody's doing an eye and they're mouth watering. And they offer you a piece and you respectfully decline because it has nuts and you're deathly allergic to nuts. So, it's not that you won't or can't have it. You don't because it will possibly kill you. So if you look at certain foods a certain way and keep that in mind, you make those rules for yourself. You make those decisions. I don't eat Pringles potato chips. I don't eat M&M's. I don't eat Hershey bars. Mm. Uh, Now I indulge in other things because I can control myself with that. I do enjoy a piece of pecan pie or pumpkin pie or, a slice of chocolate cake however instead of eating a big slice or a normal mm-hmm. size slice i just take a sliver and that satisfies my cravings hmm. so you learn to do that the other thing is people look around and they see everybody else is overweight or bigger than they are they are so they think they're okay because i'm mm-hmm. not as big as that guy or right. that person it's
1: like you're on the freeway and everybody's going 85 and you're only going 80 and you think it's fine
0: <laughs> well, exactly however right. it's not fine because you're both overweight yeah i i know i, I hear you <laughs> and if you look at pictures from the 1970s of people on the beach
1: mm-hmm. very
0: few people are overweight yeah yet today yeah. if you look at those same pictures of yeah, people absolutely. on the beach today 73%, I'll, 73 percent. i'll give you two so, things
1: i'll give you a couple of things may help you i i spent a long time teaching martial arts I was a instructor at a, a school and, and one, the big temptation, I'm, I'm, we're talking about 11, 12, 13, 14 year old kids. Well, the big temptation for them is they go to a party and there are drugs and alcohol there and, you know, high school kids, middle school kids. And we used to tell them, all you say is this, I'm training to be a black belt. I don't do those things Or I am a black belt. I don't do these things. And well, you're a black belt, but, but it, it was, it was a mindset. And, it, and it, it created exactly what you were describing. It created an attitude of, of, it's just not part of my life. I've chosen exactly what it is. Um,
0: and I the key we, words that you used was don't, I don't yeah. do this.
1: Yeah. It's not a black and white. It, I mean, it's not a um, maybe do. There's maybe no here. Yeah, right, exactly. Hey, my guest is uh, David Medansky. David is the author of breaking the chains of dieting, as well as a few other books. He, we're talking all things. I got really even weight loss weight really lifestyle change to get to your optimal weight. This is uh, Steve Green. This is the Make the Great podcast. My goal is to give you actions, whether you're a parent working with your kids or an entrepreneur or anybody else, actions to help accelerate you on the path to success. And we don't talk about that much, maybe not as much as we ought to, but one of them is your health. If you don't have the energy to sustain what you want to do, and, and... Listen, if you're 15, you're listening to this, you going, oh, I got all the energy I want. Trust me. When you get to beat my age and David's age, and he's got a few years on me, not many, uh, it's not so easy anymore. Your metabolism changes and, and your body changes. And and it, it you know, it, it's a very different experience. Um, is there another book in your future, David? Uh, you, you think you've uh, said what you need to say, or are you still learning that way?
0: Oh, well, I'm still learning. I don't know if there's another book. Uh, I'm still learning. I've written three novels, two are published. And as that's we,
1: right, your novel is too. What, what are those about? You did tell me this before.
0: Uh, Dark Money um, hmm. is about a uh, college graduate with an MBA from Northwestern University in hmm. Chicago uh, who's out of work and has a um, girlfriend who's a gold digger. And because he's out of work and unemployed, she dumps him. And he takes a job um, in a travel industry, helping people with junkets uh, between hmm. Chicago and Vegas. Uh, and he learns how to steal from the casinos and the mob. And his former girlfriend turns out to be dating uh, the inside man for his boss, who's helping him steal from the casinos. Wow. So it's awesome. a little bit of a murder mystery. A little this bit is a novel, triangle. right? This It's a novel, spaces? yeah.
1: Not based on true events. Any, no. any uh, resemblance to factual events is coincidental.
0: Yeah. And then uh, Flamingo's Baby is about Valentina Benjamin, who at age 21 learns for the first time in 1968 that she's adopted and that her biological parents are Virginia Hill and Bugsy Siegel. Oh,
1: the uh, famous criminals.
0: Exactly. And, and okay. it's um, she receives a an envelope, a large one from an attorney, Sam Shaw, um,
1: you know this is a novel. or is this factual.
0: No, it's all—it's a novel, and when what it is, it, it talks about a treasure hunt, a, a scavenger hunt to wow. locate the two million dollars so that Virginia like, still uh, Yeah, stole from uh, Meyer Lansky. Wh- so it's based on wow. facts.
1: So it's sort of like a a, a a novel, but based on things that could have really happened. Correct. It's like a, what was that movie with Nicolas Cage in it? The uh,
0: National treasure.
1: National treasure sort of meets uh, gangland.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> a man of many talents, Dave. What uh, what do you see down the road? I mean, you're you're counseling people. You you have a you have a coaching? What? does something you want to plug? Like, do you have anything? No, nah, the only know thing about are, or how to get to your website or whatever.
0: Well, I'll plug the book Break the Chains of Dieting. They can go to the Anti Diet Advocate.
1: Okay, the Anti Diet Advocate.com.
0: So, they can go there and they can uh, reach out to me through there. Um, okay. They can reach me on Facebook, on LinkedIn. Hmm. Uh, I'm always happy to respond to people and uh, help them any way I can. Uh, my plans for the immediate future are in June, I'm hiking Kilimanjaro.
1: Really? In Africa? Yes. In Where Africa? Kenya? Um, Tanzania, somewhere? Tanzania.
0: Like that, right? Yeah. Kilimanjaro, so, man,
1: Look at this guy.
0: Yeah, no, no
1: uh, seriously. Uh, June of 2016, would that even have been in your thoughts? Months before no, you?
0: No. Mm. No. um However, after I lost the weight, I met Anne lori Moore, and she set the world record at age 89 for the oldest person to hike Kilimanjaro to the the summit. She had done it um, previously. And another person broke her record, so she went back up and oh, reset 93? it. Well, oh. she's eighty-nine. So I told her I was going to do when I was age ninety to break her record.
1: Wow! <laughs> well, you got a few years to play. Keep training for that.
0: I have to start sometime, so I figure I might as well figure out what I'm getting myself into because I'll be sixty-seven when I hike it the first time. So,
1: hmm. fantastic! Is there anything about the book or your mission that we haven't touched on yet that you want to make sure that? Uh, the audience and the listeners out there uh, can appreciate, or have we basically covered
0: it? No, there's a couple things. The book has everything in it. It's not only what to do, it's also how to do it. A lot of authors put in what to do, and then they want to upsell you on their courses and coaching programs. I gave you everything you need to know in the book. There's the nine principles. You only need the first two to make significant um, impact on your overall health to Mm. improve it. Uh, The other thing is it talks about how to get an accountability partner and what to do on an accountability, you know, meeting or phone call. Um, So I gave the reader everything they need to succeed. If they need, you know, personal coaching, I'm I'm there for them. Uh, However, my intention was to put everything in the book so that it's all there for them.
1: Wow. Once again, David Medansky, thank you very much. Reach out uh, to him. Say that website again, David. It was long.
0: Anti-Diet Advocate.
1: Anti-Diet advocate. Dot com. Dot com. Love it. Hey, do you get any pushback from kind of the food establishment? I'm thinking like the, um, oh my God, my, my, my memory's gone. You know, like, like you get these people who are like advocates, like uh, who was that?
0: Um, uh, Vanny Harry, the food babe yeah uh, she got a lot of pushback death threats um, yeah that's
1: what i'm saying i mean and who was that woman in, when they first had the nuclear stuff they, uh, uh, they made a movie about her
0: um oh i know who you're talking about oh my God. yeah um brock street yeah. yeah well that no aaron brockovich was different
1: oh yeah, yeah it was the it woman was, and then with she meryl streep in it yeah and then yeah i mean but you get these people who are like advocates and they kind of go up against big pharma and big food and then all the like you know they die in like these freak accidents i mean i'm not conspiracy theory person, but you know, we don't we want to keep you healthy out there. <laughs> hey, let me, let me do this here. There's a thing I do. We uh, think I do with all my guests, I call it the fave five. Okay. You know, this may, if you listen to my podcast, you might know, otherwise it will be a horrible shock to you. I'm going to throw something out there and it's supposed to be fun. You okay. And again, I want to thank you, David. Excellent source of information. Simple. He's not asking you to buy a bunch of potions and lotions and gels and pills. He's saying just use common sense, follow nine principles how much is your book? How much
0: 1995 on Amazon or okay. 897 on the Kindle version?
1: I, I, I think I paid 30. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you charged me 30. No, you didn't. Um, now, uh, so listen for 20, dollars which is what the cost of a, 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 a happy meal anymore, uh, and you're gonna get way, way more value for it. I mean, seriously you get I'm not I'm not putting down it, but you go out to a lot of restaurants, spend 40-50 dollars for stuff that isn't even helping you. Okay, phase five. Here's what's gonna be. Okay. I'm going to say, I'm, it's like a Rorschach kind of test. I'm going to say something. You just tell me the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. And these are all kind of personal stuff. We may already know the first one because you kind of said it, but bucket list. What's what's on your bucket list?
0: Hiking Kilimanjaro.
1: Okay. Anything after that? Though? What's the next frontier after that?
0: For uh bucket list?
1: Yeah. You got another bucket list you want to tell us about? Uh,
0: to live to be over 120 in excellent health with all my mental faculties and mentally alert. Hey, look
1: at you, 120. We only got <laughs> 43 years to go, right? No, 53 years to go. That's it's a lot. Uh okay, here's a here's one. I mean, this might be a bad one for you, but I ask everybody ketchup, mustard, or salsa?
0: Or none, none. of the above. I'll give you oh, mustard. Non-muster. Actually, I like mustard.
1: Okay, mustard. Mustard is the healthiest of the three.
0: Yeah, I I would like to have a hot dog every once in a while. And so I okay. put mustard on my hot dog. Now, so again, I'm an a, Arizona curious. Yeah. But you're
1: an Arizona guy, and you're not into salsa.
0: No, no. Mexican food is my least favorite. Really? Yeah, I do not like salsa at all. Man, gee, I, I don't salsa. even like guacamole. I like avocados, what not you so guacamole. What you, what you, what you, no, I no, guacamole. Oh, my God. <laughs> my uh, wife says I'm strange, and I agree yeah, with you. I, I got to tell you, I love
1: <laughs> guacamole. I could, I could probably live on guacamole only. I don't know if you would think that's a smart idea or not, but I love guacamole. Well,
0: Avocado is one of the healthiest foods you can eat. There you go. See, see you
1: garlic in there. It's good for your blood. Yeah. Okay, vacation spot, if you have one.
0: Oh, my wife and I go to Rocky Point a lot and we also love the Caribbean. So we've been to Dominican Republic, to Jamaica, oh Cancun. Nice. So yeah, the anywhere. Places warm. I've, been.
1: I've been to I've been to a lot of times Dominican and Cancun, two of my favorite places too. Well, we'll have to meet there. Sounds good to me. Who cool would that be? Uh, recreational activity. Hiking. Hiking. Favorite hike out near you. You're in an area where it's probably really good to hike.
0: I'm two miles from the White Tank Mountains, so I love to go hiking in there. Right. So I'm jealous of it.
1: Music. <laughs> favorite band? Favorite song? favorite song. Oh,
0: my favorite individual artist is Cat Stevens, and my favorite Steven. band is Fleetwood Mac. Look
1: at you. A 70s guy. Yes. Right, we got a bonus one. Okay. okay. Color. Purple. Purple. Okay, you passed you know the why? test. You know why? Uh, no, why? <laughs>
0: it's color of royalty. Ah, there you go.
1: <laughs> yes, the, uh, the historical color of royalty. Dave Medansky, I want to really thank you for taking time today out of your busy schedule. Steve Green, the Make the Great podcast. You were fabulous. I hope people learned a lot today. More importantly, I hope that if this is something that would benefit you or somebody you know, please share this. Uh, get him a, a hold of David. Um and anti diet advocate, right? I don't know why I've tried that.
0: Yeah,
1: dot com. Get a copy of his book. Maybe connect with him. Get some support. But really, this is ultimately about taking care of yourself. You know, I talk a lot on this podcast about techniques and actions and strategies to further your academics and your business career and, and your entrepreneurship and all that stuff. But you know, if you don't have your health, you know, at, at some point it's going to catch up with you. So got to kind of take care of every compartment here. Dave, last thing, you got anything you want to plug are you doing a workshop or,
0: you, you know, you, you
1: doing a tour or anything. What do you, what do you got going on?
0: No, nothing, you know, just training to hike Kilimanjaro and promoting and marketing the book. And I just like to tell everybody, you know, most people will say that if you ask them what their most important thing is, it's their health yet. That's mm-hmm. the least they do. And also Dr. Bob Martin says, if you wear out your body, where else are you going to live? So good point, (laughs) you know, the thing is to to take care of our health. And a lot of it, um, the food we eat, we don't realize how bad it is for us because it won't kill us right away, but it compounds over time. And after 20, 30 years, that's when we start realizing, uh, we have degenerative diseases, which are all preventable. So type two diabetes, you know, stroke, heart attacks, certain cancers, uh, people can prevent that if they start early and it's all reversible. So I want to give home to
1: people. Yeah. yeah, excellent. Hey, look, we're going to wrap this up here. Uh, I hope everybody got value out of this. Please share this. I, I I the best thing in the world is when people get information that can help them. Nothing makes me feel better than that, except maybe a good brownie every once in a while. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> but a healthy one, a no fat one, a pure dark chocolate, you know. Yeah, it's chocolate. all right
0: to indulge every once in there a while.
1: Yeah, yeah. Actually, 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 my favorite dessert is apple cobbler. That is my dessert. If you ask me my own fat Five. All right, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, check it out. If you got questions for Dave's, put them in the comments or reach out to him directly. We will see you next time on the Make the Great podcast. Steve Green, my guess Dave Medansky. Again, one last time, Break the Chains of Dieting is his book. We'll see you all next time.
0: You've been listening to Make the Grade with the success doctor, Stephen Green. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe. For more resources and support, please visit makethegrade.net.